Josh, what are you binge watching right now? Are we allowed to talk about that? Does that make us like cool moms at the PTA meeting? What are you binging? <laughs> Besides the wine that I get every week from Benny's of oh. local Chicago Ooh. chain. Uh, this also is one of those leading questions where I'm just waiting for you to reply because I have an awesome answer. Yeah, um, I'm I'm in between shows right now. Paula, what have you been binging right now? Oh, have I got something I earnestly love for you? Are you ready for this? Always. Close your eyes. Open your eyes. It is the 1990s Unsolved Mystery series. Specifically, like it started in like 19, what, 89, 1990. You got to get early in there. You got to get to those early seasons. It is the greatest show I've watched in so long. So just for me, who has never seen this show before, what we're talking okay. about. Is- I guess I guess someone's parents knew what was appropriate for kids to watch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Unsolved Mysteries, is this, so is this a the current show unsolved mysteries and they're going back and looking at nineties unsolved mysteries, or is this that aired in the early nineties? So the unsolved unsolved mysteries ran in the nineties pinnacle part of my youth as, as with many people who are probably like me and, and listen to nothing but just gore and murder while smiling and like walking around their house. Um, in the 90s, there was a series called Unsolved Mysteries, which was amazing. It was hosted by the most dramatic actor who would always wear a trench coat. There were reenactments. <laughs> like, it was perfect. And then they brought it back recently for Netflix, and that's too polished for me. Got it. Let me tell you why the 90s one is great, because I did not remember. I, you know, it's like, a, it like, it's like folded into a crevice of my brain. The new shows will be like, here's a horrible thing that happened. We're going to spend the episode talking about it. Not the case of the early ones. The early ones are essentially a TV version of a Reddit message board. (laughs) It is just, it is whatever they could think to talk about that week. It could be anything from, I saw one that was a plant that when people touch it at this one specific place in Florida, they get pregnant. End of list. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and it's just segments. There was another, I think the same episode where a guy had a dream. He was his friend and the real, the thing that he dreamed happened to his friend in real life. And this feels ooh. like just a show that we'd make. It's, it's so good. There's so many that are people just being like, Hey, my, my, you know, I'm adopted. Help me find my birth parents. Like there's, there's murder ones. There's like creepy stuff, but so much of it is just people being like, what do you think that is? <laughs> I think it's a very generous definition of the word mysteries. Well, I mean, they're things you don't know, but <laughs> yeah. Like unsolved questions, open yeah. questions, <laughs> open questions. Okay. <laughs> now I do love that one. <laughs> what would our show open questions be? I think we just suggest things. And then never have to follow up on it and just be like, but have you that weird? Yeah. Now we, it very quickly becomes a conspiracy theory, which is problematic (laughs) in our society right now. But I think if we keep it fun and flirty, what if it, yes. What if it's fun and flirty and also only relevant to us and the people we knew? So So a text thread. Yeah. (laughs) Just a text thread with drama and certain people are left off of every episode 
or every yeah. text thread. Oh, that's kind of fun. See, my brain, um, what's the word? It doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. So for me, I would quietly sit. I would quietly sit for hours and just watch somebody else's text thread across the screen. Absolutely. <sighs> Welcome to Being Earnest, a very <laughs> sincere podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Paula. And we are here to talk about the earnest and sincere topics of the day. Of the day. Everyone's talking about it, dude. Yes. That doesn't mean that we'll talk about it for the entire episode, but it does mean that we'll start there. And probably not at all. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you actually brought this up a minute ago about it not working. Uh, but Paula, our topic this week is brains. Now, do you know what is weird? Is uh, one of those one of those bizarre science things that they'll sometimes keep brains in jars mm-hmm. of famous mm-hmm. people. Yeah, definitely. And no, I understand you. donating to science, but yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think I'm a little worried that in the same way that like they might be able to open up an encrypted folder on my hard drive, that there's a certain mm-hmm. amount of like, you know, that there's a certain amount of bad memories or bad things that I did or just like gross stuff I've thought about that I don't want someone else to be able to extract in a thousand years. They're like, we figured this out. <laughs> Beep. Yeah, exactly. There is, there is something so bizarre about humans did you know that there's something so bizarre about humans where we just want a little piece of things it's the same way that like um like people want to hack off a little piece of the pyramids when they go visit like you just want a little piece of something and and i think that like was the trend is that people would be like oh this really famous person when they die i'm gonna keep what they were famous for like albert einstein's brain is just in a jar or did you know that napoleon's penis mm-hmm. is just around it's yeah. just it's just in some guy's garage in new jersey right now that's just where it is yeah well it's this is the the lesson that we learn from uh raiders of the lost ark the indiana jones movie is that even if you find the ark of the covenant of covenant it's just going in a warehouse somewhere oh my god and Napoleon was the ark of the covenant all along yeah <laughs> paula if someone did need to have a uh, kleptomaniac kind of tendencies um what part mm. of your body would you want them to save mm. boy that's such a good question what am i most famous for i don't know that it's most famous for i mean that's one way to answer it but i would i would challenge us to think about like what part of your body would you want saved i love how gruesome we got so fast no stopping no stopping us Um, I think that, you know, a man at a county fair once told me that I had very nice hands and it was one of those compliments that is just so specific that, you know, they're not lying. Sure. Yeah. You know, you're not going to lie. Or he specifically said very nice fingernails. So maybe, maybe my little hands Uh huh. Uh huh. or my little computer brain, (laughs) (laughs) my incredibly skilled, what body part of yours do you wish would be kept in a, in a garage of a doctor in new jersey 300 years from now yeah um hmm. i feel like ears is weird but in an approachable way you know what i mean yeah you yeah. know what i mean it's like it's it's weird but like maybe he's got a lot of ears like yeah. i'm okay it like i'm okay with that if you were like 
if if like Dr. Jansen was a penis collector, I'd be like, that's a pervert. And if he was like a hand collector, I'd be like, that's a serial killer. But for some reason, ears, I'm like, I can kind of understand that if he's like an ear, nose and throat doctor, maybe. I will say that to me, if someone collected anything that was once on a human and it doesn't even need to be something that that human specifically needs. Teeth could count fingernail clippings. If anything once walked around as part of a naked human body, that person no longer is someone I want to talk to. If you collect that kind of stuff, goodbye. Paula, didn't you about a year ago buy teeth? No, 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 no. I would never do that. I have, I have models. I have fake models of teeth. Oh, like okay. dental models. Yeah. Got it. Oh, cause I remember us Googling how much teeth cost. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't want any. <laughs> you don't know. You don't, I mean, you don't know who's a witch, who's cursed stuff. I'm not dealing with it. Right. Exactly. You don't want to bring that juju into your house. No, no, no. Did I tell you, um, oh gosh, pre COVID I was at, uh, like an oddities fair. Mm-hmm. Like, did I tell you this? I was at I- an oddities fair and they were selling just a box, just a box on the floor, a bucket on the floor of human finger bones for $5 a go. I think we've talked about this on the pod. Well, I'm sure we have new listeners and everybody needs to know this. Yeah. (laughs) That's an incredible deal. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I, I, again, like, no, thank you. Not buying it. If it was ever attached to a person, but. I mean, I I challenge you to find a better deal on on finger bones. On oh, finger bones. Yes. Wow. <laughs> That's a Black Friday deal. That is one of those deals. Like, it's definitely to, it's definitely black. <laughs> I used to go to Best Buy like the day after Thanksgiving and get DVDs for three dollars and fifty cents of like <sighs> Sex in the City two like. That's a better. Those DVDs cost a dollar fifty less than a human finger bone. And you get so much more enjoyment out of a dollar finger bone than Sex in the City, too. <laughs> that well, a lot. Most things are more enjoyable than Sex. In the City. <laughs> I think that we're both brains and not brawn. You know, like <laughs> brains versus brawn. What the hell is that supposed to mean? I think we're both strong emotionally and intellectually, but what? Wait, are you saying that you're not hosting this podcast with me because of my? A hundred percent muscle mass. <laughs> That's dangerous. That's so dangerous. If do, you you go, do you want me to see, do you want to see me lift a boat? <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, you want to take this outside? You know, you want to fight me? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think that's always like brains versus brawn. And I don't think it's so much of a binary, but also, um, that can't be the no, only, you're fight. one or the other. You're yeah, one. Or the other. <laughs> there's two types of people in this world. That's it. End of list. It's just weedy, weedy nerds and <laughs> and dumb, thick people. <laughs> like, dumb, okay, like just but, yoked people. And then the weird, the the Venn diagram part is uh, the guys who were nerds in high school and then got really into CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they like, don't, they're just nerdy about CrossFit now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They just wanted to be part of a team. But th- those can't be the only things, right? Like in terms of like, when you those like classic kind of like oh well is smart versus strong like those kinds of binaries 
that might be the main title fight in this like big wrestling. Like if WWE had a fight mm-hmm. and like brains the versus brains bra. Versus yep. Tag team battle. So fun. It would be so That's fun. So fun. And then like the next year's one would be called BVB two revenge of the nerds. <laughs> because they lose the first time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But it's all rigged. You know, yeah, yeah, real. totally, totally. It's about entertainment, and that's absolutely, matters. absolutely. It's they want you to root for the underdog, but at the end of the day, like you know, bronze is gonna win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. bronze. What, what are <laughs> what are brains? What are brains gonna do? Do you know what I mean? Like in a in a in a wrestling match, in on the mat, we're on the mat. Braun is gonna win ten out of ten times. Well, yeah, because it's like strategy doesn't really matter when you're when you're throwing haymakers. No, not in hand to hand combat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like what what is brains going to do? Like, like solve an equation and then like confuse the bra- brawn. It you lost brawn. Yeah, well, it's like, you remember that like uh, that Sherlock Holmes with um, Robert no. Downey Jr. No. Well, in that one, he's like doing, he's fighting another guy who's bigger than him. And like, you could see the calculations going through his head in slow-mo as he's fighting him, but he's still absolutely just yoked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like it's not brain versus brawn. It's brains and brawn versus more brawn. Right. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's like, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. is going to be most of us in a fight. Most of us. Yeah, most of us. But I'm saying you're in the ring. You're the brains. Josh, it's you versus the strongest man on earth. It's not like you can bring a computer. No. You can't bring props into the ring. It's you. It's your little leotard, your little cape <laughs> going hand to hand. Yeah. And it's got a big like right along the, the front of it. It just says <laughs> the brain. It's like, what are you going to do? Like run around and make them dizzy? Like you have no strategy once you're in there. Now, if we're talking a hunger game situation, brains is going to win. Yes. But that's not what we're talking here. It's not. We're talking a packed arena. One of those microphones that's hanging from a cord from the ceiling. Mm -hmm. We're talking a beautiful girl in a little outfit walking by with like, uh, like the sign of what, what round round it is. Yeah. 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 And, and you're going down. Yeah, I know. I'll, the thing is that it'll start with me being. Yeah. I'll do surprisingly well to start and it'll look like I have him on the ropes and then it will just all fall apart <laughs> because he'll punch me in the face and it'll be over. Yeah, because there's Josh, you are one of my closest friends. I think you are very smart, but like there's nothing you can do once you're in there. No, it's you, not like I can have to hide. Get, it's not like I have gadgets stuffed up my butt you know yeah. what i mean where i like have a smoke bomb and then like yeah. i could press a button and there's three of me it's not like it's not like you can tell him a series of increasingly difficult riddles yeah the only way i do this is if there's a timeout thing where like we fight to a draw where i just find a way to waste all of the time and he's like i just can't deal with this guy anymore like annoy him into and defeat. that's not even that's not even like brain necessarily yeah that's persistence versus versus like willpower. I mean, I'm I'm picturing myself as like your little sideline coach. Yeah, just you know, that the, like throws the towel around you on the shoulders and being like, "You got this, kid. You got this." Yeah, squirting we water have, in my mouth. We have nothing. <laughs> Paula, what do I have? And you're like, "You got it." 
<laughs> you figure use those brains, kid. <laughs> you like recite some poems for him. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah. That's did you know that that was? Did you know that that was, was Sonnet 22 by William Shakespeare? <laughs> That's your best chance is like get him all misty eyed, <laughs> yeah. and then I guess trip him. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? <laughs> Sonnet 18. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe I'm, you know what yes you're right the only way that i win is if my opponent is been has been too big to love and it's never <laughs> that is your only way. <laughs> i'm on the side slowly sneaking over to the other team <laughs> slowly being like are you guys looking for an assistant or like i've got my resume <laughs> i've got a cv and a headshot i'm like he's getting pounded in there <laughs> <laughs> i'm just trying to look at my options here now, now, in in a battle of the wits in a classroom, you're winning. You're winning in most situations, but this is the one that it is not a fair fight for. For I do like the brain. idea that bra- brains versus brawn is a three round thing, and one of them is like the first round is classroom work, the second <laughs> round is a hand to hand fight, and yeah. the third round is something that's theoretically even, yeah. which I feel like is like social situations. Like, we both are equally bad at, like, making small talk at a dinner party where our <gasps> ex is. Oh, yes. It's something like a, oh, my gosh. How much fun. Now, I'm not, a, I'm, I'm not a girl who's maybe buying tickets to sports shows. How much fun would it be if the first round, they set it up like a classroom. They set mm-hmm. it up like a classroom. There's two screens, and we see live footage of you taking this test. Yeah, sure. You know, and I'm not saying you're not strong and I'm not saying Braun isn't smart, but we're saying no, it, one of you excels in each side. Yes, exactly. And then the second round is the hand to hand fight. So they clear the desks and I'm picturing them for this for the lesson one. It's set up like a classroom. There's 20 desks in there, even though you're just using a couple. Um, they clear that hand to hand combat time. And then the third one, we just slowly watch essentially an improv scene. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I love like a dinner party that you have to make small talk at. Maybe it's a bar and you have to like put the moves on someone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to navigate uh, meeting your ex's new significant other. <gasps> Unexpected. Unexpected. Yeah, unexpectedly. They weren't supposed to be there, but it turns out they're mutual friends with the people from the host of the party. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a small party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's their friends with the significant other and oh, the, the, the like, yeah, the new person. And then they bring the, yeah. And it is not, it is, I said it's like, it's like watching improv, but it is not fake. It is your real ex at a real party. Yeah, 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 <laughs> it's yeah, just yeah. happening in an arena. Yeah, you just, you weren't clued into it. It's more of a like Harry Potter Triwizard Tournament kind of situation where they're all trying to figure out what the next theme is going to be and what the next challenge is going to be, but it's purposely a secret from a uh, so that everyone's on an even playing field. That is that is truly the Triwizard Tournament is the bronze and the brain situation. That is the situation that is that's probably like the most evenly matched thing, right? Probably. End of discussion on that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad we cleared that up. Holy cow. So, okay. So let's say the main, the main act, the headlining WWE is the brain versus the brawn. Well, what are our openers? What about the people that neither of those are their strength? Who else is, who else is battling? And based on their 
attribute? I think it's. Do you know what uh, I mean? How do you? How do I put that question into English? No, I got it. Um, okay. so I would love to see a fight earlier between anticipatory anxiety and rushing in without thinking. Ooh, that's really fun. That's really fun. And what would you put them? I mean, is it hand to hand combat? It's hand to, every time it's hand to hand combat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I choreograph hand to hand combat. So I like that because neither one is super strong. Right. Maybe they are, but it's not like they're known for their fighting. Well, skills. I like the idea that like one of them is overthinking and the other one's like, no, nah, I'm just going to go for it. I didn't Pulling prepare it. anything. Pulling yeah, it winging it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And the other one is like pulling out these like cool, kung, like these cool, like Mortal Kombat moves. Yeah. Like really thinking about their breathing. Yes. Yes. Being like, in, out. In, yeah. Out. <laughs> um, Ooh, what would I like to see? Okay, I'd like to see uh, 2020 vision versus um, 2020 ver- vision versus uh, ambidextrous. Okay, interesting. Ooh. And that could actually be more fun. I just pulled those things out of, you know, thin air, but yeah. that actually could be really fun because and, the 2020 vision is watching you. Yeah, and those aren't even opposites, but they do feel opposite. You know, like those moments yeah. where you're like, those things are not like, I, they're not two sides of the same coin, but they're definitely on different sides. You, no one has both. Yeah, no one has both. You're not allowed to have both. No one has both. God has not blessed you with both. Yeah. That is absolutely not the case. Do you have either of those? Um, I definitely do not have 20-20 vision. I have terrible eyesight. But yeah. I am... I wouldn't say I'm ambidextrous because I can't do the same thing with both hands. Yeah. But I do have an inconsistent dominant hand at things. So I write with my right hand. I throw with my left hand. If I do a sport that is a like a one handed sport, like a tennis or something like that, I'm a righty. But like hockey, two hands, lefty. Okay, well, that's good enough for me. Get in the ring. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Because you have 20 20 vision. Get in the ring. It's time to go. I say yeah. I wear enormous glasses. <laughs> yeah. It's not even like the thickness. The They're just very large. Oh, yeah. I wear I wear giant glasses. Um, get in the get in the ring. My neighbor has 20, 20 vision. I'll grab her. Yeah, sure. And I'll, <laughs> we can just beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> hey, 2021's motto. Get in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, I do like the idea of, um, I mean, I guess it's the same kind of energy as like in middle school when a fight would go down and instead of stopping it, everyone was like, fight, fight, fight to watch it. We are just like, well, this is going to be interesting. At least we're all so bored. Yeah, at least something to do. At least there's something. happening. Have yeah, there's not really a- sports. <laughs> Have you ever been in a fight? Uh, no. Like a, like a physical fight. Like a f- actual fist fight? Yeah. Uh, no, I have not. Have you? No, of course not. Yeah. <laughs> what did I, I, what did I think our answer would be? <laughs> yeah, I know. Like it would be great if I did have an answer, but it was more like, yeah, no, I, I'm so conflict averse with my emotions that mm-hmm. physically that's not even going to come into the, come into the equation. So Paula, I am amazed to inform you that the walking dead is still making television episodes. Huh? No, that, that had to have gone off the air. Like, like 10. No, nothing stopped it. Nothing stopped it. And they're still, the zombies are still out there trying to eat those brains. 
what if uh, what if the zombies were wrapped up like 10 years ago? Like, obviously, society would find a way to fix the zombies. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, like, I think it, it, within 10 years, you'd think that there would be like at least uh, like a resolution either way. Like either yeah. there's no humans left and it's only zombies or the more likely thing that everyone talked about with all the zombies is like, oh, well, they'll decompose after a certain amount of time and it will be over. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, zombies are not a permanent fixture in society. No, it will one day be a story. It will yeah, one day zombies be like, are a phase. <laughs> remember when <laughs> zombies ruled the earth. Yeah. In the same way that we can kind of talk about it, like remember when zombies were the hot, sexy mm-hmm. Halloween haunted monster that everything on tv and movies wanted to wanted to talk about like vampires before that that is so weird that yeah. is so uh strange yeah that just, happened it's, it's so strange that we as society we're like do you know what's cool hey, 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 hey do you know what's cool everybody zombies chuck norris done yeah right exactly mm-hmm. also mustaches the, I mean, yeah, right. Well, it's funny because it's like one person had the idea to be like, hey, what if the real danger in a zombie apocalypse is the other humans? And <laughs> like, like and then they were like, mm, let's make The Walking Dead and World War Z and Shaun of the Dead and every single. <laughs> no one learns their lesson. That's the thing. No one goes in with a plan. That's where they fail. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um. Josh, my question for you is zombies were trendy. Vampires were very trendy. Mm-hmm. Werewolves kind of had, I think, their time in the sun. Yeah, it was almost like an auxiliary piece yeah. of the Twilight phase because of that, like, Edward versus Jacob. Yeah. And thing. I don't know if zombies were ever, like, sexy. I don't know if anybody was ever like, yeah, zombie. But, like, they definitely were about vampires and werewolves. Yeah. So my question for you is what do we do? What do we make a hot teen book about that hasn't been done Mm, yeah or we bring back which is you know vampires was another it was a cycle of every 20 years we get into vampires um yeah good question paula as tastemakers in the uh arts and culture space i feel like we're the probably the most qualified yeah the young adult novel space Mm -hmm. you know honestly i feel like we need to come back to ghosts I feel like yeah, we I love need... a ghoul because I don't think ghouls and well, a ghoul is different, I guess, but yes, I, don't a ghoul think is ghosts, different. I don't think a ghost or ghoul ever got their time in the sexy sun because it was like, there was a movie ghost, which mm-hmm. like I've never seen. And then there's Casper who has a lot of great attributes, but I don't really think he's supposed to be sexy. No, he's more like a child that the house adopts. And I just recently yeah, watched. You can't, you can't think about the details of that one too much. It is sad. <laughs> yeah. Um, I watched oh, Ghost oh, for the weird. <laughs> I watched Ghost for the first time a couple weeks ago. Um, I will say that Ghost is sexy as a movie, okay. but it's not what you think it's gonna be, I guess. <laughs> it's, it's like it's not about ghosts at all. <laughs> <laughs> it is about ghosts, but it's like simultaneously trying to be a horror movie and an action movie. I don't know. Okay. It's like it's not it's not the level of like Ooh, these are sexy ghosts that are like, you know what? You know what I mean? Like, I want a family of ghosts that are like that of teen ghosts, like Riverdale, uh, but they're all ghosts. Yeah. Ooh, Ghostdale. River yeah. Ghost. River Ghost is pretty good. Okay, so uh, we're doing a show about a hot ghost high school. Yeah. Ghost and, high. And I should be really clear. I don't think teens are hot, but it's like they're always 30-year-olds. Do you know what I mean? It's right, like no, never no. real. Yeah, teens. it's it's in the vein of of uh 
Riverdale, Dawson's Creek, uh, One yeah. Tree Hill. It's that kind of like high school drama filled yeah. with hot people. We're like, we're like, we would be auditioning to play the extras to adults. Yeah, we would be playing like the gross teachers. <laughs> no, no, no. Because the well, I guess maybe because the teachers were always like two years older than the actors. Right. Exactly. Oh God. I just want to be like also at the school being like, is that guy a ghost? (laughs) Am I a ghost? This is crazy everybody, but my improv team has a show. Anybody want to come to the gym? (laughs) Fully ignored. (laughs) Okay. I think the premise is it's a ghost high school, but one person is not a ghost and ends up there. I think that's actually really good. I actually think that's a really good movie. Thank you. Oh, yeah, show. exactly. Because it's it's. I think it's more compelling than the other way around, where a ghost goes to high school. Because that feels too Casper. I like the idea that someone gets trapped in the like, what is it? The uh, like the phantasmal, and they like end Ooh. up. They end up in like becoming kind of a ghost, but they're not a ghost. They still have a body, so they're the vessel between worlds. You know what? They're kind of a ghost because everybody looks right through them, just like everybody does in high school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the overarching thing of the whole thing is as they get more seen, they start losing their ghost abilities. And does that what happens to the friendships that they made along the way? Dang, that sounds good. Yeah. Now, my first my first question above everything else, above the drama, above the relationships, above the trials and tribulations of teens is... Joshua, what is the school lunch situation at a place like that? Real food? Does no, the does the real person have to pack the, pack a lunch every day? I think they have to pack a lunch every day because they can't eat the the ghost like dino nuggets. What do you think is a ghost food? Um, you know, I feel like it's like essential oils. Yeah, and okay, so follow up. Legally, public schools, and this is I'm presuming a public school have to offer a lunch option to students. Sure. I would assume. Yep. What food do you think Ghost High prepares for the one human thinking? Now, we're, we can assume they've forgotten how humans eat. What do you think they make for the student on a typical day, the human student? Yeah, I think it's... Um... I think it's, it depends on what age group we're looking for. If it's a younger, skewer, longer... Yeah, high school. Um... I think it's like they give him like soup and a shoe. You know what I mean? Something like that. Yeah. I or, think it's something edible. I think I'm picturing bowl of mustard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, yes, it's an edible thing used in the wrong way. Yeah. I also like uh, the idea of it's only things because these ghosts are super old. They're only serving yeah. like 16th century Ooh, dishes. Oh, like rabbit. Yeah. Yes. It's like yes. all haggis. Dang. Well, now this also makes me wonder. Now, I did watch Pretty Little Liars. I have watched Riverdale. I have watched some of these teen dramas. They never go through the lunch line and give me a good look at what's being served that day. Do you think it's regular cafeteria food? Like, do you think that the hot 30-year-old high school students in Pretty Little Liars were like, yeah, I'll take one slice of that square pizza with the puddles of oil and I guess some previously frozen peas. Yeah. I'm very excited about these smiley fries. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think, <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't think the pretty little liars of the Riverdale teens are sitting around being like, yeah, but I mean, I guess I'm just wondering what happened in the murder that happened. The person that's missing, then they dip their Italian dunkers in marinara. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. They just like 
they turn their slice of pizza around because it's stuffed crust pizza. And they just <laughs> take a big bite out of the end of the crust that's a mozzarella stick. They're not um they're not being like <laughs> they're not being like, yeah, I'm just wondering what happens with Virginity City and then takes a bite of their just buttered bread sandwich. Yeah, right. <laughs> I now I recently remembered this and I thought this was the experience of everyone's high school lunch um had to take a carton of milk you had to take a carton of milk and then you also had to take every single every single lunch there would be these enormous Tupperware containers like um the kind that you would put a Christmas tree in sure or ornaments or something mm -hmm. an enormous and it would just be filled with butter sandwiches just pieces of white bread Folded in half, stuffed with butter. Oh, not even two pieces? Well, it would be like a half a sandwich. Yeah. So one piece of bread, yeah. And then you would take your butter bread sandwich and a carton of milk. And then for, for I mean, I, I moved to Minnesota in like, what, fourth grade? Like for years, for every single year, fourth grade through 12th grade, there would be milk break. And you would go and you would get your carton of milk and you would have to drink it. No, that no, not at all. That was not my experience in the slightest. It is, it is one of those things that did not phase me. Like I was like, yeah, I am 18 and it is milk break time. Actually, it's milk break time. And and looking back now, it is the most absurdly Midwestern thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, milk break just as a thing. I, I don't think yeah. I can hear it without a strong uh, like Minnesota accent. Milk, milk break, milk yeah. break. And, and uh, up through middle school, you had to finish your milk period. Like if you didn't finish it, you kept it on your desk. There's no throwing it out. If you were drinking lukewarm milk, you were drinking lukewarm milk, like room temperature milk. That's so gross. Isn't That's it disgusting. so bizarre? That is incredibly bizarre. That's like one person one time was like, kids need milk to grow up big and strong. Yes. And never changed their mind. Yes. So we were literally, literally just small people walking around sloshing with milk because we're drinking two cartons a day, eating white bread with, I'm talking half an inch of butter in it. So I was just more milk. So, I was filled with dairy. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I can't imagine that every student didn't throw up at recess. Oh, I'm sure we did. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, yeah, that's the effect of milk break. And then you move on. Did you have anything like that that was like Boston? Did you guys have to eat like beans every day? Or no. Was there mandatory dunk breaks, Dunkin' breaks? <laughs> yeah, they gave us a smoke and a nice coffee. <laughs> all right everybody round up time to talk about the socks <laughs> well it was just funny yes it was, well we we as uh as students unionized and we made sure that we got our, our union 15 after halfway through the day <laughs> um no it was um not really. I mean, I don't think there was anything specifically New England. I will say that when I went to college in Rhode Island, I got introduced to coffee milk, which is a Rhode Island thing where, you know how like there were other different kinds of milk that you could have, whether it'd be like chocolate milk or strawberry milk or thing, or yeah. like 1% full, whole milk. Mm -hmm. Coffee milk is coffee flavored milk. And it's a Rhode Island thing. Is it good? It's, it's pretty, it's pretty decent. I mean, I can no longer drink milk without just absolutely feeling like a garbage human for three days, but 
but it's like, yeah, it's like, do you want the taste of coffee? But as it's like, imagine like a, you know, like a, where you put like chocolate syrup in milk and you stir that up. Imagine that instead of it being chocolate, it was coffee flavored. It's like, a, it's like an, a, it's like somebody who takes cream in their coffee, but opposite somebody who takes coffee in their cream. Yeah, exactly. And, but it comes prepackaged in a little thing, like in a little like milk carton. Yeah. I can, I can actually see that rule being really awesome. Yeah. Do kids drink it? Do children drink it? Um, great question. I moved to Rhode Island when I was 18. Um, but I would be willing to bet the kids do drink it. <laughs> I cannot imagine it has to be also for kids because I cannot imagine a adult human being being like, yeah, give me one of those tiny pints full of coffee milk. Yeah, I That's mean, really I, not a drink that you see people drinking anymore is a tiny cardboard carton of milk. Yeah, well, because I, what I was going to say is I don't think I would be able to, in good conscience, order a chocolate milk. Like, even if I could digest it, like, imagine ordering a chocolate milk. Like, ordering a hot chocolate, totally fine. Mm-hmm. Ordering a chocolate milk and not, again, chocolate malt, totally fine. fine. At a deli, totally fine. And, chocolate milk. You know, and, and and my eyebrows would raise if I was with you and you ordered that. But if you, if somebody ordered just plain milk, I think that's weirder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm not yucking anyone's yum. I mean, you and I are both lactose intolerant. So mm-hmm. also this is a world that we cannot imagine. We cannot yeah. fathom this. But uh, I don't I don't know the last time I went out <laughs> to eat and they were like, so uh, would you like to see our wine menu or our milk menu? Yeah, right. Right. I mean, if it's not followed by because I have a cookie, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, it doesn't make well, any sense. We also live in such an oat milk based society now. It's True. You know, you're really getting into the oat, getting into the almond, getting into that macadamia milk. Like, it is their time to shine. The cows are out to pasture. Literally. Literally. I think that's going to do it for I us. Think that's going to do it for us. Thank you, as always, for tuning in for another week. We wanted to remind you that No Wrong Answers is available in two different places. You can get it online directly at nowronganswersgame.com. Order that right now, and it, uh, it will get to your door in the very near future. Or if you're in Chicago, check out our friends at uh, Foresighted. Uh, they have a number at, of uh, No Wrong Answers games at all three of their locations. Um, we love Foresighted. Um, check them out. Support a local business uh, as you're buying the game. Thank you, as always, to Ryan Cruz for our beautiful logo. She is on Instagram at at rbcruiser. And thank you so much to Dylan Dutch for our wonderful theme song. You can follow his music project, Death Love, wherever the heck you listen to music. And until next week, just remember, hey, bud, just get in the ring. Get in the ring. Get in the ring. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Why not be earnest?